The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to IGN's number one PlayStation show that we make here at IGN. I'm your host, Max Scoville. This is episode 783, and I'm joined today by Jada Griffin. Once again, it is just me and you, Max. Just the two uh, of us. Just the two Who's of us. Oh, oh, goodness. Brian's oh. here. Sorry, that is, got awkward really fast. Brian's here in spirit, but elsewhere in camera, I guess. I'm in, I'm in Force Ghost Town. Good to see you all. Uh, yeah, thanks for forgetting I exist, Jada. That was very sweet. Yeah, thanks for showing up, Brian. It's great to have you here. Uh, now, before we get started, just a heads up, IGN Rewards is a great system where you can uh, just get all sorts of wonderful bells and whistles uh, and bonus stuff at IGN. And also, there's IGN Plus, where you can pay a low subscription fee and get ad-free versions of IGN, as well as uh, discounts. And d- go go look at those things. I should have more notes in front of me, but you I don't. You get free stuff. I there's, there's, I, there's, there's, there's sweepstakes entries and all types of other stuff you get. A lot well, of cool stuff. Anyway, that mm-hmm. was the housekeeping. We got through that. Now, let's get to the real hard-hitting news. Let's get to the real the real. News gritty playstation 5s are melting sort of kind of across um, the nation across the na- it's a well, heat wave in various in some places around the world maybe question mark. mostly arizona okay so <laughs> there have been reports of the liquid metal cooling on the apu uh well it's already melted it's liquid metal that's how it works but, but there's been reports of it basically shifting position on vertically mounted playstation 5s <sighs> this is a big deal there's also reports of it leaking out and getting all over the place. I think maybe uh, this isn't really a widespread issue. There are a couple. No. Uh, there's a YouTuber named The Coder with a three for an E and 68 Logic on Twitter who have uh, sort of posted either you know video or images of the little liquid metal chip looking all messed up, like really yeah. really nasty, you know. And I, uh, I I didn't look at the pictures, but I want to know like what their setup is and where they have it kind of stationed because I've got like four going on five thousand hours into my PS5, all vertical and not really seeing i haven't had any issues yet yeah i'm gonna go ahead and Mm -hmm. say this this maybe isn't like a widespread panic inducing issue you know it's definitely interesting because it's like this was one of the huge selling points of the playstation 5 the fact that it does have this cool t1000 powered liquid metal cooling apparatus Mm -hmm. and that sony did all sorts of engineering to make it work great even when it's aligned vertically but like again this isn't the only device to have liquid metal cooling stuff inside it and you don't really hear a ton about that elsewhere uh but yeah it's Again, doesn't doesn't seem to be super widespread, so I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't too worry much. too much about it. Yeah, it's you know I mean I I think you should worry. I think everyone should live in perpetual fear that their vertical standing PS5 will slowly drip T1000 juice and kill itself. It'll go under the door and it'll come out mm-hmm. uh, and it'll stab you in the head with its finger. 
It'll yeah. Imi- it'll imitate your... It's uh, going to use all the, the cables and stuff attached to the PS5. It's just going to, like, yeah, your, it'll, you know, it'll your take, charge cable power cords. the shape of your foster mom. It'll kill your dog. You got to watch out do, for that. Do, do prank phone cooling. calls, chase you around the highway with a truck. It's terrible. Yeah. No, this is this is, this is is actually... Ha- this has happened to, like, a dozen people out of, like, 30 million consoles sold, so... Yeah, so that's... That's the plot fine. twist right there. The, the, the big the big news here, we're bearing the lead pretty intentionally, but Sony announced during CES that 30 million PlayStation 5s have been sold. So by that logic, 30 million of something out in the wild, 12 of them having a, an issue using the known components there. Like, I'm surprised. I, how many of those units have, like, physically caught fire? Like, how many of those have insect nests inside them? Like, there's that's a lot of PlayStation 5s out there, so mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's kind of worth noting. But, I, again... It, it does make you wonder, like, this This seems like it would be a non-issue for anyone who has their, you know, thing oriented horizontally, but uh, vertical? Yeah, 100%. Brian, All vertical? the time. I, I was vertical until I read this story. Now I'm horizontal. I mean, you never know, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess you never know. But I mean, also, you're more likely to, you know, be turned into a bee person for you, yeah. some type of, like, crazy science accident than... Huh? I don't that would go that far. I'd say you're more likely to get stung by a nest of bees. The wasps. I'd say you're more I mean, likely you're definitely more likely for that. That's like that's low hanging fruit. Going, we yeah, keep going to bees and insects. Bees. That's common. I think you're more likely to swallow a bee while you're sleeping every night for a full year than you are to have PS5 metal drip. Yep, that's probably that's probably more accurate. Yeah. Like I mean, especially I mean, you know, probably a little bit more frequent for beekeepers. Um, so they should be yes. you know, more weary yeah, if, about their PS5s melting. But if um, you're a beekeeper listening to the show, then I guess your PS5 is melting based on the horrible science we've just pre- presented you today. <laughs> also, Max, you said if somebody has like a, a, a insect infestation in their console, they I'm gonna go out and say they have bigger problems than the PS5. Uh, melt because if you have that many insects in your house that they live inside your ps5 call call somebody you know call literally call, anybody, call anybody. <laughs> yeah Jitter, you literally worked, call you worked anybody. at gamestop for a while did you ever have people bring in hardware oh that my god inside? yes there were so many consoles i had to t- turn away um for various types of bug infestations and consoles it is a more common experience than i'd like to admit that i ran into while working at gamestop for consoles being traded in i worked in a very uh i worked across like 14 different stores most of the stores had very high trade rates so i got you know i usually see like probably on average one to two consoles a day minimum and i mean Mm -hmm. everything from the ps2 was probably the worst era of this like the ps yeah the ps2s used to come in just (laughs) loaded with things it was shovelware and vermin the curse of the ps2 era (laughs) um but yeah like that that console had a really long life cycle so i think yes that's 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 enough time to start introducing you know what else has a a long life cycle is mayflies they really just they turn cicadas yep yeah it was oh yeah I, i just was it was just one of those things where it's like sorry can't take this here's a bag bye um take this out of my store um because we don't take we're not taking this and I, I keep my store too clean to in to Fair bring enough. in invite somebody else's crap anyway moral of the story is uh your clean playstation your is more likely to have insects inside it than it is to have uh liquid metal leak- leaking out of it but that said if you're terrified of such a thing happening maybe put it horizontally and that brings us to our next point we have a poll up on ign.com asking you a very nosy personal question which is what is your playstation five's orientation horizontal vertical mounted on some sort of elaborate gyroscope i put playstation on the floor or don't ask don't tell none of our damn business <laughs> all right moving on um so with 30 million playstations in the wild that means that 30 million people are currently not looking for playstations which means that they're 
actually in stock in some places, which is pretty cool for anybody who yeah. you know doesn't have a PlayStation. That said, it is not great news for one very select group of people, and that is the scalpers. Yeah. Screw yeah. them. Now, this is exciting, though, because we actually have a scalper with us on the line calling in to Beyond to answer some of our uh, hard-hitting questions about what it's like to um, be a real asshole and rip people off by, uh, you know, depriving them of a fun video game system. Scalper, are you there? Yes, I am here. You asshole. suck. How dare you call me an asshole? You don't even know me. Wow. I don't even know where to start. How many PS5s did you have to sell to get that idiotic mask? <laughs> 600. 600. Units, yeah, I sold 600 units. Now, this mask is made out of titanium, in case you're wondering. It's very heavy, and I can't really breathe out of it. Okay. Wow. So, what? Okay, scalper. Anyways, I want, to, I want to thank you all for platforming me. There's not a lot of you know, mainstream games media companies that would platform hardworking businessmen such as myself. And I worked very hard to get to where I am today, believe it or not, Matt. Yeah. You know, you know, you, you know, with uh, selling 600 PS5s, I thought you'd have a better voice modulator than this one. I didn't um, understand a damn word you th just that's, said. That's, I mean, maybe that's the strength of scalpers is that they can just like, they just, they don't care. And, they, and that's, yeah. they, you know, that's, that's, You're in it for that's themselves. their joy. What are you talking about? Look, I sell, look, I sell brand new PlayStation 5s at a fraction of the cost of a brand new Tesla. And that's quite a deal if you know how much a Tesla costs. <laughs> believe it or not. That's... Can you imagine how upset I was when I heard Jim Ryan announce about that the whole PS5 would be readily available at local retailers? I mean, he's putting me out of freaking business over here. I sold three things since 2020. I sold hand sanitizer, paper towels, PS5. I don't really care about the other two things because, you know, the majority of my money is coming from reselling PS5s on eBay. Username freaking bad. I'm tired by the I mean, I, I, I understand that everybody's got to make a living. But mm -hmm. I mean, there are there are other ways than being a a parasite. Yeah, I'm I actually I'm not have any sympathy. I'm not a scumbag. I'm a symbol, a symbol of hope for those the common man that may have the may not have the proper funds to to get the next game console that that he'll pay whatever the hell I tell him to pay. That's how it works. Now, scalper, I gotta ask you: with PlayStation yeah. Five suddenly back in stock and available to purchase, what are you gonna scalp next? Well, look, this is the thing, Max. Uh, me and my homies, we've been watching a lot of, you know, time-traveling movies and stuff. Uh, we've actually discovered time-traveling. So what we've done is we've gone to each and every store within a 10-mile radius, and we've purchased them. We've traveled back to 2020, and we've sold them to ourselves. And now, in 2023, we're millionaires, baby! <laughs> we're making money! Yeah, baby! This is all the money I have. I literally just went out. I mean, that was like... So I'm glad that everything's working out for you. You, you, you know, that that desk fan you've got looks expensive, but also very familiar. Who? Reveal yourself, scalper. Who is that? How did you figure out it was me? Okay, yeah, it's me. It's me, guys. Right. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for Max and his his that dog too. Um, <laughs> yeah, and also yeah. the you know you, the. <laughs> I thought I could look. I'm going to be quite honest with you, Max. Everybody, Jada, Brian. Look, I hate scalpers. Jim Ryan's announcement at CES was honestly it was a godsend to everyone that's been trying to get their hands on a PS5 mm -hmm. console uh, since 2020. And I remember, like, I used to search everywhere uh, back in 2020. I was on I was on eBay, Omegle, believe it or not, Craigslist, and scalpers, resellers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they were rampant on those particular platforms. Like even today, believe it or not. Even today, I think I might just be too trusting.
because I recently got ripped off uh, by a scalper who I met at the local Starbucks that sold me, believe it or not, the PlayStation Project Leonardo controller kit. It's a, it's still in development, uh, but they sold me a prototype. Do you all want to see it? Sure. Yeah, yeah that, that, I love that. We're all for accessibility. Look, look at this thing here. Look, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> here it is. As you can see, it's just the head of the Project Leonardo. It's missing quite a few pieces. I was afraid to ask the reseller for my money back, uh, you know, because like it was missing some pieces because, you know, but I didn't want to ask for the money back because, you know, the guy, he, he sold it to me. He was wearing a, a trench coat, a red bandana and a fedora with two goons with him. One was wearing a hockey mask. The other had like a yellow jumper. She had a microphone. I think she was recording a conversation, but which is illegal without both parties consent in California. I know my rights. Uh, but I didn't know what to do. But I do currently have some foot soldiers that are uh, wait, on wait. the case looking Akeem, for it. Akeem, uh, Project yeah. Leonardo has nothing to do with the Ninja Turtle Leonardo, despite the fact that it does have blue on it. Um, I think it's, it's it's based on Leonardo da Vinci's Vitruvian Man. It's got the circular, you... you know. Yeah, I it's, got... it has nothing to do with the turtles. You you bought a you bought a turtle's head in a jar from a Starbucks par parking lot. You got I, robbed. I'm, this is why I hate I'm... scalpers. See, this is why scalpers suck. Look at this. I didn't even... You... You and can't I'm blame on a, that on. This is not a scalper's fault. You have to take a little bit of personal responsibility here. This is a, a judgment error that you made. Hey, that for, could be uh, that could be level. valuable, guys. For guys, other reasons. guys, yeah. I'm, tra I'm traumatized over here. I love the Ninja mm -hmm. Turtle, so I'm very traumatized to see the leader of one of my favorite groups head in a jar. I'm that actually happens in, in the new IDW comics. They uh, they cut off Leo's head and they put it in a jar. Honestly, I just want the other pieces so I can build my own Leonardo. The other pieces, you mean the body parts? The, you want the other body parts? You're talking about body parts, For those parts, of you right? listening at home, yeah. uh, Akeem has a Leonardo the Ninja Turtle head in a jar, and it's, uh, you know, honestly, if you are listening, you are lucky because yeah. you don't have to look at this. It's I horrendous. Am, it's I am, upsetting. I am legitimately traumatized from this right now. You know, in some, in some of the Ninja Turtle-like lore origin stories, there's the turtles do begin their lives in a jar, and they get dropped, they end up in the sewer. So, you know, um, back back. From, from whence they came. Wow. Right yeah, well, that's the secret of their origin story. Seeing a childhood mm -hmm. here is head of cut off and put inside a jar is deeply upsetting, <sighs> but not as deeply upsetting as prestige drama on HBO, which brings us to our next talking point, which is The Last of Us show on HBO. Mm -hmm. has um, It's premiering this next Sunday. The reviews are out. IGN's Simon Carty, a regular on this show, has, he gave it a 9 out of 10. Big fan mm -hmm. of it. A bunch of us have been watching it. We are going to talk about it in a very spoiler-free context. Um, yep. Who wants to go first? Brian, you finished the whole thing. Yes, I did. Um, I, I, I'll figure we can start on me, so it gives Akeem a second to remove that Ninja Turtle from the shot. Take it, get so, it out of here. Is it that creepy? Yes. Well, when we clip this part out and people don't know what happened in the episode, they're going to be like, oh, wow, this show sounds cool. But anyway, I have some <laughs> questions. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be completely spoiler free um i'll even remain spoiler free on the video games but um the last of us on hbo uh launches uh this sunday it's i think probably one of the most uh if not the most impressive uh, impressive video game adaptation i've seen yet um and i was thinking a lot about why it works specifically one it's incredibly well made it's it's done by the people who worked on the games but also uh craig mazin who recently did or a few years ago did chernobyl which is phenomenal uh, the leads are incredible. They are um, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey do an amazing job of taking on Joel and Ellie and kind of making it their own. Um, this this the season basically adapts the first game uh, plus some other stuff. And I think 
why it worked so well for me was that going into the show was really apprehensive about this working, um, specifically because I was kind of like, we don't need this. The game is phenomenal and cinematic and does everything it needs to do to tell that story already. I would rather people just go and play the game. But what this show does is it gets to dig into some corners that wouldn't necessarily be interesting in a video game format. It gets to tell some stories that I think probably would have died being just cutscenes in a game that wouldn't live as well. And in a show, they get to kind of cook and live out a little bit longer. It gets to go into some pockets of this world uh, after it's been torn apart and, and tell some stories and focus on some characters and expand on some things in ways that the game didn't get to do. And so my apprehension about this show was not only killed, uh, but I'm also completely in love with it. And I think it's fully justified its existence, its runtime over nine episodes. And the fact that it, it, it works not only as a companion piece to the game for people who love the game, but also as kind of DLC. It tells a whole bunch of new stories, shows a whole, whole bunch of new things, and also gives a bunch of nods and Easter eggs to the game itself. So I think if you like the game, you're going to absolutely love this show. I think if you've never played the game, but you love horror or you love prestige HBO shows or you love shows where shocking shit happens and horrible things go down. You're one of those weirdos like me that enjoys that. You're going to love the hell out of this show. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned about how certain things kind of like uh, the format, you know, works better in TV versus games. There's a lot of mm -hmm. features that, you know, they change throughout the show that, uh, you know, the the news has been out. It's been shared. Like, there's no spores in the show. Like, they right. they went for a different avenue, and it's because certain things in games just don't really make sense when translated to movies or TV shows. Which is why we often get these adaptations that are slightly off from the game counter um, component of it. Right. Um, and it makes sense. Like, you don't want certain things to be one by one one to one. Like, there's just certain things that just don't make sense. Like, I don't want to see like like button mashing context sensitive stuff like like the anything that in a game that would have that it didn't make sense to put that in there like into the into it like obviously no, yeah. no movie or tv show is going to put like buttons on the screen like pedro pascal's like trying to choke someone out someone, or, i mean someone's like, going to go in and add that as like a oh somebody a totally will yeah, yeah. it would probably mm -hmm. be us to be honest um yeah <laughs> but um i i agree with you brian like i'm only halfway through the season so far um and it's just so fantastic it's so well shot the the pacing is like breakneck speed nonstop like it just keeps moving from story beat to story beat to story beat and like i've noticed a few things that have like had small sequence breaks but at the at the end of the episode at the end of that point and versus where that point would have been in the game the end result is basically the same yeah. like you're getting the same package you're just getting it in a different way you're seeing it in a different way a more a, a more detailed way in certain areas and a more skimmed over way in other areas that don't make sense to translate mm -hmm. over yeah so i'm gonna be honest i was dreading this show um i've had sort of a bittersweet relationship with the last of us like i loved the first game when it came out i was a huge fan of it when the second one came out it was what early peak pandemic and mm -hmm. also there was all that toxic bullshit leading into it yep. um and i just it just soured me on it and i i played a bit and then i was like this is very well made i'm cool and i walked away i still haven't finished it um so going into this i was like okay what's it gonna do like this is already an extremely cinematic story it's been told really well once i was legitimately like what is this gonna do that's times. gonna possibly move the needle and um yeah i'm completely sold i'm 100 on board it makes me want to go back and properly actually 
you know, finish the series and, and honestly revisit the first one. Uh, it's, it is phenomenally well done. Uh, it's honestly like if you, if you went back, I don't know, five years and you were like, so, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna sob like a baby watching a video game TV show from the writer of scary movies three and four. I would be like, you have the wrong person, my dear (laughs) sir. That won't be me. But, um, yeah, this has like, I love Chernobyl. That's some of my favorite TV maybe ever. And that's, you know, Craig Mazin. There's enough of that in this that it works really well. The performances are rock solid. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. and again, to your point, there are things, there are game mechanics that are really fun in game and they just don't work in, you know, like a passive medium. Like they just don't work. It's like watching somebody, uh, you know, mow down like hordes of enemies in, in like a, if you're just sitting there watching it, like, sure, you know, you can have something like, like the raid or, you know, John wick where it's like, this is, Mm -hmm. this is interesting. This is entertaining. This works. But again, like it's, it's not quite as much fun in the same way that like watching somebody, I don't know, solve, solve a puzzle in a, in a show or something isn't quite as much fun as solving it yourself in a game. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in this case, they, I think they adapted what works in the game really well. And again, it's also like it has, it, it does a really good job of stopping down and letting, letting things breathe, like letting, letting people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, properly enjoy that. But it's, yeah, I'm, I'm completely on board. I'm like, I'm like four episodes in. Um, I, I yeah, no, I'm, it's, <laughs> there's my watch the show. thorough endorsement. And, um, yeah, we, we, and we kind of, we kind of talked about this, uh, off, off air a little bit. Uh, you know, Brian, I know you're, you're far ahead. You, you finished the, this, this season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is a question I'm pretty sure a lot of fans would want to know. You, you, you. I think you said it. You said earlier that it adapts the the first the first game, um, part one, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess as you know, as a fan of the franchise, as someone who's who's played the you know parts one and two, I guess you know the question I would have, like you know, moving forward, do do we think uh, like season two uh, will will just adapt part two, or do we think there's enough content in part one of the video game to kind of like flesh out to season three? Because we already know that Craig Mazin and um, and Neil Druckmann, they already they already stated uh, last week in an, in an article in an interview that uh, you know they have no plans of, of going beyond uh, parts one and two of the video game. So beyond, yeah. the question is how many how many more seasons do we see uh, uh, the Last of Us the the HBO series having? Right. Well, they stated that they wanted to cover, or that basically the second game is roughly like twice the length of the first game, and so that you would you would need two seasons for that bare minimum, right? Outside of that, I do wonder if they just shut it down and they go we've told everything we need to tell a tell or they get into a weird situation that game of thrones got to where like the narrative of the television show is eclipsing that of the source material and that's like an interesting problem to have because at the same exact time video game development takes a long time right like jason trier tweeted the other day about like a game that started development now would uh basically have to come out for playstation 6 like that's just how long it takes to make a AAA game now. I don't know how long Naughty Dog's been working on part three. If if that's something that like they're actively invested in while also working on the multiplayer side of things that they've been do- doing for years now. But I love this world. I also don't want it to overstay its welcome. They mm-hmm. have repeatedly said we do not want to make another zombie show, and we can all kind of like address the elephant in the room. Um, and that's The Walking Dead, which kind of emptied, ended with a whimper after, you know, 12 seasons, multiple spinoffs that are getting multiple seasons, um, uh, you know, potential movies or projects and all this other stuff like that. I don't know if I want them to go that way. Although I love the world they're building here. I love the characters they're building here. I'll gladly take several more seasons of this. You know, it takes it takes a while for a show to kind of fall off. If you look at 
some of my favorite shows in history got like five or six seasons stuff like the wire uh better call Saul, breaking bad um you know mad men game of thrones got like a little too far into it kind of lost the plot a lot towards the end but i like i like what they're building here i don't know if they want to build this out into this whole thing where they start doing spin-offs and all this other stuff i mean you look at what they did with Game of Thrones at HBO right now, there's House of the Dragon, which is a prequel season. They're making the Jon uh, Snow show. Like there is a potential here for them to run this into the ground or maybe like do build content around it that, that works and helps. But if they just want to stick to the games, which I think they can do, I think they can do this in three seasons. Yeah, and, I, uh, and to, to your point, Brian, I feel like the, the, the way, the way these, these types of shows, you know, veer off track and, and lose like the, the enthusiasm from the audience is the fact that, you know, they have like a clear blueprint. And yeah. when, you, when you veer off that blueprint, then you kind of like lose the audience. And that's exactly what The Walking Dead uh, mm -hmm. did, you know, uh, with Carl dying. And then, of course, the whole Negan situation where he, he killed one person that was still alive in the comic and then he killed the actual. It was just yeah. they veered too far off. Mm -hmm. uh the the blueprint that that was already laid out and i mean that was on purpose like you know because you know yeah. robert kirkman yeah. was associated with the with the with the writing uh, of of the series so he purposely wanted to to do what if uh situations in the show which i mean again the audience they they just weren't having it and so like you saw like a, a dip off of, of of viewership um and then of course you just start to look at this as like all right this is a money-making machine so yeah let's make mm -hmm. a bunch of different uh spin-offs and let's make some some movies, turn those movies into, into shows instead of movies. It's, and I'm hoping that they don't go that way uh, with, with The yeah. Last of Us. I mean, us. less is Same, more. Yeah. The, the two things I really sort of cling to for this is like Chernobyl's six episodes and they were done. That was it. And it's like, it's rock solid because of that. And then also looking at, you know, known IP getting the HBO treatment, Watchmen was yeah. fantastic. And then, you know, Damon Lindelhoff is um, kind of infamous for not knowing how to end stuff necessarily, you know, like the, you know, mm. lost left a lot of people unhappy and that had, you know, a whole other can of worms. But like the fact that, you know, Watchmen was such a huge hit and then they came around, they were like, yeah, that's it. We're done. Bye. Yep. And mm -hmm. that I, you don't get that a whole lot. Like everything is so much about like known IP and existing franchises. And I really hope that, you know, uh, yeah, The Last of Us gets that same. I just. Yeah, yeah, I think having more shows that have that kind of finite end like that would kind of help alleviate some of the pains that people have about like shows starting and then getting canceled after a season. Like yeah. if we if we have more of these shows that we're used to telling a complete story in one season, maybe two, maybe three, whatever, and then just ending, we'd have a lot less pain about dealing with like, oh, I really like the show. I hope it doesn't get canceled after season one. Like you wouldn't have to worry about that as much. It wouldn't be as prevalent in the industry as it is. Yeah. Well, luckily, this this show's not on Netflix. That's a good that's a, <laughs> that's that's a, a good, good starting point. Sign. But also, if if you think about how you felt um, when when the, when the Last of Us ended, the first game, right, um, in twenty thirteen, we're looking we're talking about a decade ago. Uh, that felt finite, right, and then yeah. felt um, con conclusive. Um, and then you started to hear ideas about the sequel. You started to hear like r rumors and then um, trailers and then leaks and all the other stuff. We went through that whole life cycle. But like to me, I was like that, you know, that sequel, I, I love the sequel and I thought it like completely justified its existence. But if it had never happened, I would have also been fine with the way the first mm -hmm. one ended. And so if for some miraculous reason, which I don't see happening because this show has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and a ton of buzz around it, uh, this show tanks and we don't get a second season, then it does end in a way where you're like, okay, cool. Got it. You know, I, I feel, I feel not good about that, but I feel, I feel complete for now, you know, with mm -hmm. all its, um, moral skepticism and, and 
and horrors. So. And, I, and I know, like Neil Druckmann said in an interview recently, that there's more story to tell in The Last yeah. of Us after part two. So who knows? Maybe we get, you know, season two for the show announced soon after the first one finishes. And then, you know, down the road, once we see part three, maybe we get a part three show but i mean it's the road so, is actually yeah. a different post-apocalyptic um oh, you know, journey between it's parent like, and yeah, child hops yeah. and you gotta go across planks and the, the last of us only borrows extremely heavily from it but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah jada we might get a situation where like you ever you know you're watching a show on tv and like it's it's one episode in and you wake up the next day and you open ign and there's a press release that says the show got renewed and you're like oh wow a lot of people must have watched that shit last night. Yep. So maybe we'll get that in this situation. I think that would be really awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I want to go watch more of this. Somebody in the comments is mad that I didn't, I didn't finish part two. And that's, that's okay. That, that's okay. You know, that's okay. Anyway, were, a lot of people were mad before the game even came out. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so anyway, let's uh, let's shift gears here. Um, I don't even know how to, you know, I don't know how to, like, really just, you know, get I to mean, this next topic. It's almost like trying to just squeeze through, like, a weird crack. It's just, it's kind of a tight yes. fit. Which brings me to our next topic, which is those load screens where you go through like a little cave or like a crevice. You know what we're talking about, where there's like yes. two walls and you have to shimmy betweens. through. Yeah, what do you, the mm-hmm. squeezums, I don't know the, what you call the them. The squeeze-betweens. We, we all have feelings about things, and some of us have strong feelings about some things. And Brian, you have some strong feelings about those cracks. That's right, I do. Uh, I want to uh, shed some light on a gameplay mechanic that has a chokehold on Almost every game is pacing now. It's a thing that we're all just trying to push past or squeeze through. That's right. It's that part in so many games where your character has to slowly squeeze through a tight corridor, tunnel, or wall just to see more of the story and get back to the part where you're actually playing the game. Last year, we had it in God of War Ragnarok, the Callisto Protocol, A Plague Tale Requiem, The Last of Us Part 1, and a bunch of other games. It was in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It'll probably be back for the sequel. It was in Tomb Raider. It's a bottleneck for fun, and I'm very, very over it. Okay, so there's a bunch of different reasons why developers make us squeeze through these cracks or shimmy through the wall or crawl through the hole or whatever. It it can hide a game's loading times. It can work as a funnel to keep players from backtracking. And sometimes it's there for the wow factor of going through a tiny thing so that they can show you a big thing, you know, like a, a magic trick. Wow. <laughs> How did they do it? But regardless of why it's there, it's bad. I don't want it to be there anymore. Being caught between a rock and a hard place is a phrase people use to describe a thing that sucks. So putting that thing to a bunch of games that exist to entertain us isn't a feature, it's a bother. It feels like one of those ancient design ideas that we should have left back in the previous generation. It was fun at first, we tried it, we did it for a while, and now it's time to go away. Let's get out of the tunnel, back into the open world, back into the light, Give us freedom or give us death or give us loading screens or something like Mass Effect elevators again. Anything but those goddamn squeezing walls. Thank you for listening. Ooh. Uh, yeah, let's just put doors. Let's wow. just put doors in mountainsides. Yeah, just open a door. Doors. Just Resident Evil style. Take my money, Brian. Every that game, was really good. Every sure. game should have the Resident Evil 2 load screens. Yes, I don't, yes. It should be the mm-hmm. same graphics. Just keep it 100%. that way. You know, Brian, those are some, those are some harsh words. Those, you, you, have, you talk a big talk. Well, I... <laughs> I have prepared a, a rebuttal about why I think that cracks are great. Did you beat up a middle schooler on the way? <laughs> yes, but that was unrelated. Uh, they're, co- they're, they're cozy and safe. Sometimes the big open world is exhausting and large levels make me tired and anxious. And maybe my video game characters want to take a nice break too. They want to shimmy in there and just feel a little bit safe safe room fast travel to the house or whatever, you know, what can I squeeze through a crack to get to the safe room? I think that would be nice. (laughs) Um, it's a, it's a brief respite. Second point. Sometimes there's a surprise in there like scorpions. That's not a good surprise, but sometimes there's one in there. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, it's cool. When you're playing, you can just do it with one hand. What will you do what with the other mean? hand is up to you. You can have an, uh, food. You can drink. You can scratch yourself. The world is yours with your free you can, hand. You for can do that during a regular lo- loading screen. Too, no, though, most can... importantly, it's better than a regular loading screen because it, it doesn't take you out of the game. A regular loading screen is like a, like a PNG pops up and then a really insultingly obvious tip shows up in the bottom where it's like, have you tried saving? <laughs> if you see this logo, it means that it, the game is saving for you. 
Have you, you know, the shotgun is a gun that shoots. Make sure to craft extra supplies before going into a boss battle. Yeah. If like, you push a button, the menu might appear. Good luck with that. I, I don't know. Akeem, like, Akeem, back me up here. Come on. Look, the, 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 look, look, the thing is, look, Brian, I think you went on this argument because, I mean, Max had to go to like a public school and, and pay some some seven year old to write. I'm his, sorry. My parents were yacht salesmen. I went to public school. What of it? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, look, the, the cracks are important. Uh, for for games for numerous reasons you know sometimes you got like your son who's behind you you want to make sure he gets through safely i.e uh-huh. you know kratos uh sometimes cracks are important because you know it gives you it gives you that downtime that you need from all the action i don't know i, I don't i don't know wait wait a minute who's i don't know what i'm saying who's are who wait a minute am i for, i'm i'm for cracks i'm sorry brian i just you're realized fine, i'm for cracks I'm, I'm you're, ar- you you're arguing you're now you're in favor of squeezing through the cracks <laughs> yes! you're just against squeezing through the cracks. Look, brian i'm sorry the, the truth came out in in me talking i actually enjoy cracks i mean that's the thing i no I, more cracks we don't need I, any more squeezing we yeah, don't need any like more shoving spot, brian i don't want to be I, i'm gonna I'm, I get you know what you know i'm just gonna push through this i'm gonna hold uh left, <laughs> left stick up until we get out of this conversation <laughs> no one's on my side except for the walls I was so, at first I, because I saw I saw what Max was doing. Max was, I mean, like that 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 crinkled up paper struggling? made me almost, you know, on your side, mm-hmm. Ryan. But then when I thought about it, cracks have been a part of gaming for a very long time, and so I, I don't see I don't I don't I honestly don't want it to go away. I I, I enjoy I enjoy it. It's never been cumbersome to me um, in, in any video game I've ever played. I understand I understand why you hate it, Brian. Uh, I understand it, but they are important. Even crouching. How do you feel about crouching underneath like uh, objects? What about crouching? What, just crouching in general, like the whole idea you, of crouching is I like you, to crouch. You, it's I like a good crouch. You get low you to, to see what's down there. Okay, there you go. So then why do you hate cracks? If you like to crouch to get underneath like a, an object, there's a structure. So you need to crouch down. I think a, cr- a crouching crawl is just, it's just a horizontal crack. It's the same basic thing. Yeah, You're yeah, a horizontal it's just, crack. It's, I mean, it's the same thing. It's just like, you know, any game in the past where you had to climb through with events and to get somewhere. Max, That's basically a crack. Yep. It's just a Max, longer the horizontal crack. crack is right. Max, the horizontal crack is right. He just said he what he just said was right. It's you. You just said, Brian. I don't know if you just heard you. You said you're okay with crouching. That means you should technically you're, be okay I'm, with okay. With cracks. No, I like I like to crouch in a game. Do a little sneak. You know, you can do a sneak. That's you still have agency over your. You have control over your player. Not just not going through like a tunnel. Just squeezing through the tunnel. You know, like you could you could crouch through the crack too. There's a lot. Of, it doesn't mean it's one or the other. You could crouch through the crack. There's a lot of crouching through the crack. So, so wait a minute. Are you for or against your own argument, Brian? I'm confused I don't wanna, right now. Okay, I'm okay with crouching in like an open world setting, like a big room. I like to do a little crouch, but I don't want to crouch to the crack. I don't want to. We're talking the specifically crack. about the load screens, not just the crouching mechanic. Is <laughs> we've gotten way off topic here. <laughs> okay, the, okay, yeah, because it's called is... a red herring. That's what Akeem did. He brought a red herring to the show, and this is no, this I brought show a turtle of, head. That's so, what I brought. God, so, I don't know if so, you remember that. So the point is, we're here. We're arguing pro versus the cracks in games, but like. There are a lot of built-in <laughs> mechanics and things that were, put that thing away. I'm traumatized by that, Akeem. We're, we're, we're not going to be friends if you keep bringing that up. For those of you listening at anymore. home, it's perfectly fine. It's just the Ninja Turtle head in a jar. Oh, Nothing else to worry so about. So terrible. Um, but there's there's so many hidden things that are, you know, that these cracks make, ava- make, um, make available in games. It, it's what f- helps loading times. It cuts down mm-hmm. on things that are loading. So it can, as soon as you go through that crack, it stops loading stuff behind you. There's other things that are more detailed. I'm not a full on game dev that 
builds all this stuff and does with right. this. But there are a lot of hidden benefits and features that these cracks enable our games to do, and it's very important for them to have those. Okay. So like, it's it's a thing that's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Is there a way to improve upon it? Sure. The, you know, everything in games, just because something just, works doesn't mean it can't be improved. Um, I, mean, I just want to open the, I want to open the dialogue. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I, I'm not telling people how, how to fix it. I just, I don't want I like, it there anymore. Okay. Well, I'm going to back you. I think that we should get rid of that. I think that every game should be perfectly fully open world. Everything you should be able to interact with it. Most importantly, I think the games should be real cheap, if not free. I want them for free and I don't want any load times and also, and I want them to be all good. I want great. them to like download without using my internet data. Yeah. If you think about it, okay, so, so y'all want to live in a fantasy world is what's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, now they're mocking I mean, me. Video game I, had, I, had a, just mock, I had a very, a very real gripe, and they're using it as That's not a real gripe. It's an asinine, demand, like outlandish thing to be upset about. Anyway, it's more exciting than staring at a blank screen that has like a little piece of uh, condescending information in the corner. And I disagree. You spinning. can learn a tidbit, and we've been we did it for years, and it worked great. Anyway, I'm going to jerk the wheel here. Uh, at CES, <laughs> Sony announced a bunch of stuff. Not really about PlayStation much. There was there was the, the sales thing. Uh, they're making a car, which is weird, kind the of. Afila. 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 It is the uh, Sony and Honda are collaborating, uh, which they're, they're trying to answer the Tesla, which, you know, can play cuphead and witcher 3 or whatever like obviously people are spending i don't know more time in their cars or something or because it's an electric car you got to charge it sony's jumping on that bandwagon and they're making the afila and in the demo they showed that you can play horizon forbidden west in the backseat of the car which is that's kind of cool the real the real horse shit here is that it's not called a playstation wagon and i'm mad about that i'm cross i'm not having it <laughs> I think that's really that's all we were going to say there. That was about it. But, you know, I mean, it was right there for them. Yeah, it was right there for them. I this, mean, this car isn't PlayStation enough. And I, as a gamer, will not be buying it. <laughs> you weren't going to buy it either way. I mean, I don't even drive. That's fine. It's fine. I don't. It's cool. I mean, I it's a, it, it is a beautiful looking car. It is. Uh, I, it, it reminds me of, of the of the PlayStation one. Just with like just like the, the silver, mm. the, the grayish look to it. Mm -hmm. I'd be into some like nice office beige '90s looking cars, you know, just like a like a, make it look like a good old like a just that gray, just like a What's, you know. I I like this a lot, you know, because like I think when I think about driving a car, I think about how fun that open road is, you know, multiple <laughs> lanes to switch through. You have, I'm I'm gonna be honest. Know, all that, some of these those, environments, freedom. Some of these environments look CG'd. The, in this trailer, I haven't watched this video yet. Some of those environments that are driving through look CG-ish. They probably are. <laughs> anyway, that was that was that story. We, uh, uh, someone in the notes wrote "uncarted" or "car rise and carbon west." God of car. Okay. Yes. Great. Let's, what about what about car fry? You, you know, like far like, cry. Like that one. You can oh, have some car fries. Terrible. They're uh, they're under the seat, left over from lunch a couple days ago. Just dig around down there. You'll find some car fries. <laughs> when you guys are driving, do you do you like to do you like to be like out on the road driving around, or do you like to be um, stuck in traffic in a tunnel going really slow in single file? Just checking. Okay. I wonder if anybody likes that part best. Okay, we're spinning the... our wheels here. Let's let's uh, let's <laughs> let's shift lanes here. Let's uh, let's let's talk about shift, some games. I guess shift gear would work too. Anyway, yeah, let's and talk switch about some lanes things. in a tunnel when you're stuck. Jada, the rest of us are fake gamers compared to you. The rest of us are fake <laughs> gamers in general, but you have done some gaming over the holiday break, which is now long long over, but let's let's talk about your um your your platinum gauntlet yeah so you know this year is my third annual uh what i call a trophy sprint or you know 
Platinum Gauntlet, uh, where the last I take the last two weeks off from work. Thankfully, IGN we shut down for the most part for the last two weeks, so it coincides perfectly. Um, and I just try to finish up and platinum as many games as possible. Um, last year I did ten in the last two weeks. This year I did fifteen. I did fifteen in fifteen days technically because I had to work an extra day during the holiday break because of something else that popped up last minute. But fifteen platinums, fifteen days. Fifteen platinums, fifteen days. Averaged out one a day. Um, wasn't the actual rate. Some of them I got like sometimes I got like two or three in a day, and some of them just took two or three days for on their own. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, so there's also the PlayStation Wrapped. Um, I think we have graphics for that. We can post up. Um, but uh, you know, I play. I put in. I'd say I want to say it was twenty four hundred hours in twenty twenty two for my PS five yeah. alone. No, some of you, dear listeners, there it is. Twenty four hundred impressive stats than Jada. But... Oh, for sure, definitely. I'm not by far. I'm not the the top PlayStation. I'm, I'm going to say a lot of people don't um, get this much sleep deprivation compared to you. <laughs> it's definitely a lot of sleep deprivation. Um, I, I sleep about four hours a night, four or five hours a night. It's all my body needs right now. So I'm, I'm milking it for as long as it goes. When I drop dead, I drop dead and then I'll sleep. Um, because that's what you do when you're dead. You sleep, um, just endlessly. Um, this is super inspiring so far. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I picked up a little over a thousand trophies last year. Um, like I said, I picked up 22 Platinums in 2022. Um, I think uh, we've got a little bit of, you know, I think we got a video that I, uh, I cut together um, to show off everything I did. Um, so we can go ahead and play that video. Um, but I will go through the list of games that yes. I played through um, as my phone decides to not want to work. Uh, yeah, so this is Gotham Knights. This is the, the best uh, part of the clip. I love it. Uh, I got T-boned by that car. It was great. Uh, Gotham Knights did a platinum, did whole thing in co-op, and also did all the, the DLC heroic assault uh, stuff with my partner, and that was a blast, a lot of fun. Um, also, funny story with this video, I cut it using my PS5. Um, it's fully edited everything on my wow. ps5 which is kind of impressive um i was really surprised should get a trophy for that. i should yeah. get a trophy for using share factory for that um but yeah it was great um but yeah so gotham Knights is one of the ones i did uh we got coming up there's cult of the lamb uh i think in the video we've already probably missed there was sonic frontiers that we mm -hmm. uh, that i did i did artful escape um there is also uh medieval ghostwire tokyo stray nobody saves the world Sifu, Siphon Filter 2, A Hat in Time, Demon Souls, Neo the World Ends With You, I think I already said that one, uh, Last mm -hmm. of Us Part 1, and God of War Ragnarok was my 15th Platinum. Um, so you, it, it, it looks like around 10 out of 15 of those games were, were recent, right? They were games that came out in the last year, but then you have a couple of ones like Demon Souls and then, um, you know, Medieval, which is ancient at this yep. point. like. What, what was your sort of like deciding uh, logic here to, to go like, these are the games that I'm going to run through? So there's certain games when I finish them, um, I'll finish them through like, like normal plays in the year. And then uh, I will just, uh, there's certain trophies. I'm like, I don't want to do a full second playthrough right now to get the rest of the trophies. I'll save that for the trophy sprint. That was Demon Souls. Like you can do mm -hmm. all the trophies in one playthrough if you do like a save scum, but I didn't do that on my first playthrough. I actually completely screwed it up. So I had to do a full new game plus run through 
and I had to play the first three chapters of the first area because I screwed up on my first ending. So I had to do that again. So that was fun. Um, and I was underleveled most of the way. So it was a struggle to get through um, being underleveled in New Game Plus. Um, but yeah, so I do that. There's a lot of games where I just kind of like I pick up randomly in a sale and I'm like, let's just pick this up and play it through it. Like, uh, I think that was the case with um, Artful Escape. That one was in a sale. That one's in the PS Plus catalog. Uh, but that mm. one I hadn't touched. And I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to play this let me just go ahead and roll through it it's pretty quick um i played it's also the same thing with siphon filter 2 that one was like a full fresh playthrough i haven't played siphon filter 2 since the ps1 days i was like i did siphon filter 1 last year so let's do siphon filter 2 this year um and so it just kind of makes sense also siphon filter 2 had a train level before uncharted 2 and it's pretty darn good train level huh um it's in the it's in the video we'll see it in a bit but yeah like it was i was very shocked at how well that siphon filter did a train level um minus the fact that sometimes when you jump he does this like 180 jump and flips backwards while he jumps mm -hmm. and then lands forward still like it's really weird he like does this 180 flip and then reef 180s flips it doesn't do a full circle um i don't know why it's coded like that but whatever um it's a ps1 game um <laughs> we didn't ask, Jada, did you we didn't did you ask look questions up there before you got any of these platforms, did you look up like how long it takes to get them? Or like, did you like, did you kind of pace your trip here? Um, some of them. So yes. Yeah, so I do a little bit of prep uh, about a month beforehand. I kind of like, I look at the list of games that I've been playing. I'm like, okay, which games do I, you know, want to platinum? And then I'll, I'll take a look. I'll take a glance at them. If something is like, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go for a final fantasy 14 online platinum trophy in one of these sprints because that's just unrealistic unless i was at 99 i was like i just need to level one more class up to 60 to get that that would be a a, a worthy use of my time in the last two weeks of the year to do that i'm i'm like 71 percent trophies on final fantasy 14 um that and that one won't probably be a trophy sprint until 2030 i don't know um which is this, which is this the worst the worst game in this list was probably it was a toss-up between um Demon Souls having to do that full run through um, and Neo, the world ends with you. And I love Neo, the world ends with you. I love it to death. It's one of my favorite RPGs that released on the PS4. Um, but there was just so much work that came into completing because you literally have to collect uh, like a hundred percent of basically everything. So like you, and here it is right here. You have to like, you have, there's like 300 pieces of clothing you have to get there's like 333 different pins which are your attacks um that you have to master um you have to like eat all of the food you have to you have to just basically do everything in this game so it was it was this one took a long probably took the longest um i was like 80 percent done when i finished it earlier this year or late last year um and I was like, okay, cool. I'll finish that. I'll finish the rest of that last 20%. That should take me like a day. No, it took me like three days to collect all the rest of the stuff because I had to go through each of the chapters, find all the hidden bosses, beat them all on four different difficulties. Like it was just a lot of work. That's for that a, lot. Which is, is if, a lot. If you were to recommend one of these games to platinum for somebody, which one would you suggest? Uh, I would say probably, doo -doo 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 -doo. you know what? I really enjoyed getting the platinum for, for Stray. Um, that was just a fun one. You, the, the trickiest one there is just the the speed run. So mm. you have to beat it in under two hours. I finished it in one fifty two, um, which I was little I was little worried as I was getting to that last chapter because I messed up at a couple points. I died like once or twice, um, and I was just like, "Oh, am I still going to make this trophy? Am I or did I just waste an hour and a half and I'm going to have to redo this?" Um, but that one's great. Um, I also recommend Nobody Saves the World. 
charming little um, action RPG co-op made by Drinkbox, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, it's the Guacamelee folks. Yeah, yeah. I, I messed around with that a little bit. It was, I, it's like sort of it's is it procedural generator thing it's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah dun- mm-hmm. dungeon crawl. Yep, like the dungeons are all like they all randomize every time you go into them yeah yep. that's typically some that's like not a thing that appeals to me at all but like i was it was charming they make they make good games over there so yeah i have to ask this question um because i rarely uh talk to people that platinum games uh what's what's the inherent value of platinuming a game and and why do you why do you do it like what's what is the yeah. driving factor the motivating factor of for me it's about also i love this clip that i took this was my final platinum of the year it was like for, just not high-fiving ellie for the the platinum trophy <laughs> <laughs> just i just like nope no oh, i'm that's good bogus <laughs> um i purposefully saved that one for last uh, i had to play i played through that section because there was something i missed later and then i came back and replayed that se- uh, chapter so i could do that um the, the inherent value for me is like ever since i was young i've always been a completionist because i didn't get a lot of games growing up so i was like i need to do everything to get everything out of it and so that just kind of built into me from growing up and so like i've always just kind of carried that away um carried that along with me throughout my my life so for me it's just about matter of getting that 100 percent completion i just i really like seeing that perfect 100 on my save files and stuff like that and so platinums is just another way to kind of showcase that for me it's definitely not for everybody it's not a necessity i don't think you need to do it for anybody for any game ever but i it's something that i really enjoy doing because it does give me other ways to play the game or look at the game sometimes that things i wouldn't have thought of naturally so yeah i appreciate that angle like i never i i'm not like a particular i don't know i just it doesn't i don't really gravitate towards like achievements or trophies or just that that level of like do this thing and you'll get like a thing that pops up like that's i'm not like a high score type of person but Mm -hmm. like you know i appreciate like a well-placed trophy i think it's a nice you know nice little tidbit in there it's, yeah. it's fun it's that's you know it's, it's also a neat way to sort of for developers to kind of like string players along to have them do stuff they might not ordinarily do yeah i mean there's so much content in that are made for games that lots of people won't ever see i mean that's the whole reason for easter eggs in games is like like developer puts this stuff like i hope somebody finds this but chances are 90 percent players probably won't find some of these easter eggs so um i like just kind of scouring and looking for that type of stuff you know what, uh, Jada? So the content creator in me is like, wh- why not, you know, record yourself doing this and like, like post this up? Because I know that there is a market on on YouTube. Uh, I know quite a few streamers uh, mm-hmm. that post on YouTube, like them platinuming games. And, and there's quite an audience there for that. You know, they, they would post the game that they're about to platinum and have like maybe however long, 30, 45 minute, you know, cut video of them. And there's an audience uh, for that because there are people you know like myself that are interested in that, but we wouldn't necessarily invest the time to do that ourselves mm. have you ever yeah. thought about that like yeah you know. it's i actually i i was playing around with cons- i was gonna stream this year's uh trophy sprint but uh i i'm moving real soon so like this year is like well not gonna happen while i'm prepping for a move um it's also just like a lot of for me it's just a lot of time um and there's like sometimes some of the platinums aren't very interesting stuff that i'm doing for most of the time so like it doesn't some of them don't lend themselves very well to uh getting the platinum trophy but there are some that are very entertaining like i wouldn't have mind streaming the entire stray uh like speed run on twitch or something like that like things like that um well jade i got a business proposal for you yes how about this you record yourself <laughs> playing these games and then i'll provide commentary and pretend like i'm playing these games I like See, i'm holding a lot of cash right now fake money <laughs> silence brian this is real 
<laughs> you'll, real, you'll, uh, let, let's, real let's, uh, let's, uh, let's get your people to talk with my peoples and then they can talk with some more peoples and maybe we can make something okay, cool. happen. Ryan, set it up. Your most confusing game in here is definitely Tokyo Ghostwire, which apparently you, you finished wearing a Tanuki suit. Yes. All right. Yeah, I love that Tanuki suit. It's great. All right. Well, there it is. <laughs> Uh, well, Jada, thank you so much for, you know, playing all of that. That was pretty cool. Um, I think we'll definitely be bugging you about more sort of trophy updates in the near future. Yeah. Uh, that said, thank you all for joining me. Thank you for hopping on Beyond and, and mm-hmm. hanging out and talking. And for everybody listening at home, uh, go check out Cardi's review of The Last of Us if you're on the fence about it. If you're not, um, tune in. It's legit. It's a good show. Uh, as always, you know, there's, what is it, the IGN Rewards and the IGN Plus. IGN Rewards is free. IGN Plus costs a little bit more, but you get all sorts of cool bonuses and giveaways and it unlocks and discounts and whatnot. You can even platinum IGN. That's not true. I made that part up. Uh, go check out our poll we put up about um, how you have your PlayStation positioned, orientated, whatever you want to call it. And uh, we'll be back next week with more Beyond. Thank you so much for watching, listening. We'll see you next time. Beyond. 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 No, put, put it away. Put that turtle Put it away. Get that thing out of here. Get it out of here. Put it away. Hey, I got turtle power, baby. Attention, fans of fairy tales that are magical, hilarious, and grim. The award-winning Pinna original podcast, Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, has new episodes out now. While you've probably heard of the Brothers Grimm, you've never heard these tales told in quite this way. I'm Adam Gidwitz, best-selling and Newbery Honor author of Books for Children, and in Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, I share the real weird, grim fairy tales with real, weird, hilarious kids. In each episode, you not only get to hear a story, but you also get to enjoy this group guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and sharing their own perspectives on the tales. Also, heckling me. They love to heckle me. The episodes are rated on a scale from grim to grimmer to grimmest, so there's always a great variety of tales to explore with your family. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes. 